3: I hate to break the fishing news up, M check, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey.
2: Congratulations. You're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We
3: just traded a migraine in for like an orgasm. Might want to mark
1: that down. uh, Yep. Yep.
2: All of my projects are on schedule until they're not.
1: A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About
2: as funny as we're going to get today.
0: I think this is episode 205, but I'm not 100% sure. Bag milk probably has the answer to that. Welcome to the Real Life Podcast. I'm Tyler Uremchuk, joined by Begged Milk, Jay, at the Squire. You can find him on Instagram and Twitter. And Wanye should let you know our podcast is always brought to you by Japa Machinery. They posted a beautiful photo today of a Caterpillar 815F. And they say it would look great on your job site. And you know what? I agree with them because the 815F Series 2 compactors are specifically designed for heavy-duty compaction and spreading fill. These guys work at higher speeds than any other type of packers. And it comes with all the JAPA guarantees. That is why JAPA is your home for everything you need for heavy earth moving. Love it. JAPAMachinery.com. Before this podcast, I was like, all right, we got like 10 solid topics I think I want to touch on today. And then uh, just reading the temperature of this group chat, I think we just want to talk about Words with Friends. Everyone's just on that now.
2: More or less, if that's all right. Well, your love story was inspiring, you know? Uh, Yeah, naturally. It's not I mean that you... Sorry, go ahead, Barney. Yeah, no, go ahead. It's not often that you get to see you know romance blooming the way it did between uh, yourself and your you know your internet mama. So I feel like the rest of us are just kind of looking for that same kind of connection, be it with an elderly woman or otherwise.
3: There's like a sequel movie to be had here to You've Got Mail. This is like the 2020 version of You Got Mail. I found you on Words with Friends group chat, and we got married and had a happy life. This shit
1: happens, man. I've read about it. You can look this stuff up. People who meet on games, yeah, I think they start that's... talking to each other, and the next thing you know, you're flying to Bo- Boca Raton, and next thing you know, you got a kid and a sister-in-law named Sharon.
0: Well, that's not unlike. Uh, it's a little different, but not quite. Our friend Jordan Buhat of the show Gronish, who joined uh, joined us about a month or two ago, and he slid into <laughs> the DMs of a girl that like lived in Australia, and now they're married. And he was like going <laughs> to Australia to hang out with her. Like that's a wild story too.
2: Mm-hmm. this could be you and your words with friends would benefit as Wanya, you know coined her last week mm-hmm.
3: so i joined words with friends your m chuck to play Looking you for love because, oh because no because as we've mentioned many times i don't like you but i respect you okay A, you know more about sports than i do but b you hate this podcast and yet you're in charge of it which is a <laughs> fucking paradox it'll take a hundred years to figure out mm-hmm. but when you were like I have to play this lady because I have no other friends and words with friends. I was like, that is, I'm going to play my friend. That is ridiculous. You don't have to get
1: sexually harassed because you want to play off-brand Scrabble. So (laughs) I joined. And I'm here for you and I play hardcore and I play to win.
0: Oh, sorry. And I
1: got fucking dealt no vowels and had to pass to start. So fuck you for going first.
0: I'm clipping this because you saying I don't have to get sexually harassed just to play off-brand Scrabble. (laughs) We're like, Three minutes in, and I already know that's going to be the funniest part of this podcast. That was.
3: Funny. Well, we could just shut it down and play Words with Friends.
0: We could. I, I like I said, we should almost we should get like a round robin tournament going, in every episode, everyone has to play someone else on the podcast, and we'll crown a yeah, champion. Maybe
3: that's to play because we're so mad at the Oilers that we just decide to entertain ourselves by playing Words with Friends with all yeah. Oilers fans. We start an uh, uh, amateur Words with Friends ring. Yeah, and just like what's the Oilers Nation about mostly Words with Friends highlights.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I just re-downloaded the app, Tyler. I'm back in. Perfect. Uh, I'd love to see this. Back in the mix.
3: Uh, Yeah, I've got you queued up. I've got... uh, I'm going to play a big word on you, I think. The tiles look good, so I'm going to put something big to start things off, set the tone, let you know who you're up against. Have a strong opening shift. Some weird dude that I randomly paired up with in the game We're like 50 points in, and I look and I see he's got like seven messages to me in Messenger. Right? And I'm like thinking about your story. I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, not today, Satan. I'm not going to ask <laughs> somebody fucking try and sugar daddy me during a pandemic. So I muted him.
0: Oh, you didn't he, even accept?
3: And he canceled the game.
0: Oh. Uh... I
3: was like, what would he have wanted? Like, what?
0: What an odd I'm community this game has.
3: Yeah, I'm not putting my face or name, obviously, on this thing. I don't know why you're linking to your social insurance number and your visa, <laughs> but whatever.
0: <laughs> so I can buy better letters. That's how I win. I bet Jay is a solver. I do not.
3: I'm just a fucking random. I just I just absorb as as people lay big bombs on me. I just absorb and take notes and say I'll remember that and I'll use it when I can. Do you know and the three letter I, word with Z and X? With Z and X, no. That's interesting. Zex. Zax in some games allows you. I play another off-brand Scrabble training for your ramsha. I downloaded that and I can play it much
1: faster. <laughs>
3: and there's a ZAX that someone played on me, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I don't remember being able to play that.
1: But the dictionaries are kind of different between games.
0: They are Scrabble and Words with Friends have like really different dictionaries, especially in the two-letter word department.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. I'd like to, I'd
2: like more curse words to be available. I think that's important to me. I think shit's well, kind of
0: the only one.
3: I, I I was telling you when I was. Chalmers set me up with his son because his son's a, uh, a gun-worth uh, friends player, and I had the chance to play tit or tit. Oh yeah, and I just I couldn't do it. So I'm like, am I allowed to? Do nah. I immediately, do do I get arrested? Like, what's the protocol do I get here? Get
0: arrested? Hey,
3: Chalmers comes and looks at the game. It's like dick tit.
2: <laughs> what the <laughs> hell?
3: <laughs> you go to jail for that shit. You get ten po. You get ten messages, and if you mute them, you get deleted.
0: Yeah, that's surprising that he just deleted you. He was clearly only in this for the friends part, not the words part. Oh, that's a um, heavy emphasis
3: on the uh, friends part, yeah. Bag Milk and I were talking. We had a pre-podcast conversation where no one's listening. It's kind of like this, really, because no one's listening to this either. And we're talking about how social media right now is just getting ridiculous. Like, social media is ridiculous at the best of times. It is not the best of times online. Bag Milk, thought?
2: Blurst of times. No, it's it's awful. It's everybody is waiting for something to get angry about, and that's why I spend my time, if I'm on social, watching uh, dancers on TikTok because they're still pure.
3: Yeah, still pos- a lot of positivity in TikTok. Still, so.
2: mm-hmm. maybe, maybe the Chinese have it right. Maybe we're doing it wrong. Maybe we just want to dance. Do we know what the latest is on that dance. TikTok
0: stuff? Is is it getting banned? Is it not? Did Microsoft buy it? What's the word there?
3: They're working through it. I don't know what's really happening. Yeah. In in a time where we love to say unprecedented, it's pretty unprecedented for a president to order something like this to be divested.
0: Yeah,
1: and then basically yeah, it's name it's bitter. It's very bizarre.
0: Yeah, bizarre yeah. is probably a good way to describe a lot of things. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets went up one nothing, and I was really fired up because I put money on them. Goal got called back because of an offside, like I think thirty seconds before the goal, which is just so uh, fucking stupid. Uh, there should be a time offside. I know. Oh, and oh, they the it was offside. Guard.
3: If they enter the zone offside, it's offside. I, I just wish they could just, like, blow it down sooner. I'm with you. I'm with you. And trust me, I'm, I've got the uh, Blue Jackets pom-poms though too, my friend.
0: Yeah, this team, they're, they're a ton of fun to watch. Um, I just segued that right back into hockey. But over the weekend, I spent some time watching that Flames and Stars series. I don't like the Dallas Stars. Like, they have some fun players, and it's whatever. Like, I'm very neutral on them. Because, I mean, if I was an Oilers fan of a little bit older, like, do you guys still harbor hate for the Dallas Stars? Absolutely. No. I do. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, of early, course. Early 2000s hatred when the Oilers would right. meet up with the Stars in the first round and fucking Craig Ludwig of all time. Yeah, people man. If I like, saw yeah, Craig in the...
3: Ludwig in the street, I'd punch him in the face. Sure.
2: But I have no beef with the current day Stars. I do. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking that one to my grave. I'm yeah. like, I feel like I'm out in the out in the jungle fighting a war that's been over for years, and nobody told me.
3: <laughs> you know what pisses me off most about that
0: series? Toby
3: totally Reader, well, Cam Talbot, sure.
0: Milan Lucic.
3: It's that's so. So we have the Battle of Alberta. So I don't know if you're aware of this, but Calgary is we share a province with Calgary. So yeah. mm-hmm. there's this huge hatred between the two.
1: Go on, and go on.
3: Yes. And, you know, there's a huge competition between the two of us on who's better. We chirp them, they chirp us. And then the play rounds show up and we don't, and they do. And I watch that fucking series and I see how hard Calgary's playing and I get so fucking mad. So I'm like, if Calgary can do it, we can do it times 10 and we didn't. And Calgary's seen success and that series is turning into a hell of a series. I'm I'm actually surprised, uh like Calgary's had chances to like that that could have easily have been a sweep, um, for Calgary, which is weird to say. Remember uh, in Calgary, Calgary? It just makes me mad. It could go the other way, it could be a sweep for Dallas too, right? But oh. I'm assuming that's what you were gonna say, Bagmouth.
2: But also I think for me, like I've watched a lot of that series too, yes. Like I watched it yesterday, the game that went into OT. The stars were out shooting the flames so heavily yesterday that it was driving me crazy watching Cam Talbot stand on his head. Milan Lucic can collect his little second assists, and people can say he's a leader. I don't give a shit about that. What the I care He's a center. What I care about is Dadbot standing on his head, doing the things he used to do that made us love him for Calgary. That one drives me All right. nuts.
3: All right, Dallas, I know you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. Here, you go high above Cam Talbot's shoulder, shoulders, and you good.
2: We've yeah, shoot from center,
3: and just just go fucking high. He's going down, pop it over those shoulders. He's gonna, he he might be not showing it, but he's gonna fucking make it wide open the minute you release that puck.
2: Like, go well, high, I'll Friday's game where Calgary won two nothing. I watched the whole thing, and uh, degenerate bag milk lost some money on that one as well. I'm having a rough but, go betting wise. Me too, buddy. I'm having a rough week, but. That one was so frustrating to me because the stars hit like four posts. Talbot stands on his head; it ends up getting a shutout. And I'm like, man, this could have easily gone the stars' way, but all the luck and the goals and the former Oilers are performing for the Flames, and it is a nightmare for me—a nightmare. I usually don't hate watch
0: sporting events. Like, I'll cheer for, I'll watch a game because either I have money on it, so I'm rooting for my bet, or there's a team I like involved. I am actively hate watching this Calgary Dallas series. Like I don't even give a fuck if the Stars win. I just really want the Flames to lose. Both teams could get eliminated. I wouldn't give a shit, but I want this Flames team to lose in this round so bad. I am hate watching 100. That That is not something I usually do.
3: You know what? Well, we, also, we need uh, it. We need them to lose because I cannot. I won't be able to tolerate the the fucking chirping that's going to come our way. Yeah,
2: I'm also having a hard time with how good Vancouver's playing as well. They're wow. also pissing me off because wow. wow. you know what? I watched that. I watched uh, so far two of the games in that series so far, and the thing that drives me most about it: not only is Vancouver playing well, they're fun to watch, man, yeah. and it drives me crazy. I, I don't can... want to enjoy a Vancouver Canucks game, but I did, and it makes me feel dirty inside. I'm, I'm glad you sure added that you.
1: second part to those statements. Jesus Christ, the first half was crazy.
2: It was. It was upsetting to say.
0: That Canucks team, though, like, like, I hate watching Calgary because, like, I don't like the team. I find they don't have a lot of very likable players on their team either. Like, Johnny Goudreau is not likable. Matt Kachuk, though he's been hurt the last couple games, not likable. I don't think Lucic is particularly likable. At least with the Canucks, you watch it and you're like, man, some of the young players are just, like, Bo horvat has been on another level. Quinn Hughes has been the best D-man in the bubble. Like, it's, they're just, they are right, Big Milk. It feels weird to watch a Canucks game and be like, damn, that was fun. But they are legitimately a ton of fun. and It's scary as an Oilers fan because all of their good players are so young that you're like, fuck, they're going to be a problem for the next few years. They
3: have so much firepower, it's insane. It's insane.
2: And even just like the series Bo Horvat is having right now, it just drives me crazy because... The, the Canucks got him through that Corey Schneider trade, and everybody at the time was mad. And now Corey Schneider almost went a full calendar year without registering a win. And Bo Horvat's the captain. He scored big goals in the fucking playoffs in our barn, and it drives me crazy.
3: That's the shit. That's the thing that's the most disappointing is that all this is happening in our barn.
2: That's why oh. I want
0: Calgary out so bad. Yeah, get out of our barn. Get out of our home. Get out of here.
1: Hey, Hub City, have some fucking class. <laughs>
2: We'll send you a gift package on the way out. Maybe a nice edible arrangement for your way to the airport. Is there a
0: Canadian team? Like, would you root for Montreal to win the Stanley Cup? Just to say a
2: Canadian sure. team is on the cup. I would. I would. Sure. sure. Montreal's fun right now. They're having a good. Like, they're fun to watch. Carey Price standing on his head. They're scoring big goals. Like, what was the? I don't remember what the score was the other day. They just pummeled Philly. It was like five or some nothing, something like that. They just pummeled them and I was like, man, nobody even thought Montreal should be in the tournament to begin with and now they are running the show and it's been fun to watch. So yeah, I wouldn't mind Montreal, why not? They love their unfiltered cigarettes out there and I support that. I was just wondering <laughs> if you if you were of the mindset that
0: like, no, the next Canadian team to win a Stanley Cup needs to be the Oilers or else it's yes, like, yeah, that that is you, Jay?
3: Yes. I can't tolerate if another Canadian team wins it. That's all we're going to fucking hear about. No, it has to be us.
2: I, I kind of see that. See, and I respect that, too. I respect yeah.
3: that. I'll, I just take solace in the fact that the Stanley Cup will be one in Canada, and that's Canadian enough for you, and just screw all the other Canadian teams.
1: I'm livid. I'm livid after all these fucking years of no
3: playoffs that now there's playoffs in the building, but it's not our playoffs,
1: yeah. and we're not allowed to go to it.
0: Oh, it's yeah. peak Oilers.
1: What the fuck? And they can't even get the 50-50 worked out.
2: That's still. Well, I had a good,
1: You right? had a good mm-hmm. chuckle
2: about uh, the St. Louis Blues fifty fifty yesterday. Was that like sixteen grand or something like that. I was like, oh, "You amateurs, what's going yeah. on here?" And they were like, "In retrospect,
1: it? looking back at the tire fire that started during the playoffs, mm-hmm. right?" Yep. And then they fucked the fifty fifty up.
3: Like that's that the pretty, thing. We did so many things right as fans to create this crazy momentum for <laughs> a deep run. Yeah. We were melting the fifty-fifty, world record-setting 50-50. There would be no debt. Oh, my fucking god! It's... Everyone would be a millionaire. Like we, mm-hmm. we really fucking poured our hearts out, into, like everyone's fucking, like you know, everyone's hurting right now during a pandemic, and we're still just like blindly spending on shit and trying to get the juju going. And <laughs> oh, god! It's, it's, it's just when I see it, just vexes me because it's like. And that's a good word for words of friends, by the way. Uh, Tyler, you're welcome. Oh, good value. Tom. Good value. The high value. High value. Oh. Words. It's just, like, we we were there. We showed up. How come they couldn't? That's yeah, really being like an
0: Oilers fan in a nutshell, though, right? Like, like blindly pouring yourself even, into everything.
3: But if you're not a, a player, like, if you're sorry, if you're a player, you're like, like, before the game, you're like, uh, can you see our crazy fans already at the 50-50 at 10 million bucks? Like. That's got to be something to feel like you can get behind being like, hey, like, these are these crazy people we're playing for. So let's like equally be as crazy. Yeah.
2: I was thinking about it too, like even in the playing round. And uh, I want to ask Dan uh, that does hockey fights for us. I, I, you got to imagine the Oilers were one of the only series in that playing round without a scrap.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: And that kind of shows something to me, I think, at least.
0: Yep. I think you're bang on with that. Yeah, we we gave the Oilers a good tongue-lashing last week, and uh, you're 100% right. Like, and it's not going to get less frustrating and really like, probably not going to be quote-unquote over it until the next season starts, right? Or until like, yeah. some big off-season moves are made and you can start to get some hype around next season. But yeah, right now it is. it still is. It's going to be frustrating. Every podcast we do, we're probably going to bring it up.
3: I'm still definitely not over it.
2: I'm not over it. You I'm shouldn't. still mad. I'm getting mad right now thinking about it. Uh, what do you guys think about uh, Tuka Rask yeah. opting out before the game on, what was that, Saturday?
3: Was I weird. need to know more. Yeah. It's weird, it's weird but it's also, I, I need to know more. I don't like it.
0: Because I, I read somewhere, I don't know if this is right or not, but is his wife pregnant right now? She they I read about this. They just had a baby, like, in May or something, so brand new baby. Okay, like, there's a part of me that's like, you know what, he tried to make it work. He thought he could, you know put the family aside for a bit, go into the bubble and after a month, cause that's pretty much what it's been now after a month, he went, fuck, you know what? No, this isn't worth missing my missing my kid grow up, right? Like missing some big parts of that, of his life. So I can understand why he did it. The timing certainly isn't great from just how it looks like, especially with mm-hmm. some of the comments he was making in the media about how it doesn't feel like playoff hockey. There's not enough atmosphere, all that stuff. And then like a week later he decides to dip out. Um, so it didn't look great, but you understand why he did it, and you don't sit there, and you don't want to get mad at the guy or rip him apart, right? Well, no, that, was, that, no.
2: was a, that was the weird part to me was the uh, how angry some people got. Like the, the Bruins did that announcement on, I guess that would have been Saturday morning, and the amount of just raw anger in the replies was almost jarring to read.
0: Yeah. Uh, he is allowed to come back, though. Hard to imagine he would, but like if there was a change of heart, or if like the Bruins won this round, he would be allowed to come back as long as he quarantines,
2: which would be weird. It'd be, in, I mean, and I wonder if this kind of like opens the road to other players doing the same because at that where we're at now, yeah, you know, if they reported to camps in July, early July, you know, they've been away from their family and friends and whatever they were doing for a while, so. There's got to be some older players with some families that maybe don't have the old uh, minor hockey road trip vibe going on right now that maybe might follow suit. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh,
0: I yeah, just no. want to quickly throw this in here. I'm watching this Columbus-Tampa Bay game. For those who have the over and the shots on net, they're, it's 10 minutes into the game. There's been two shots on goal. It's been a very boring hockey game.
3: And that's why you don't bet on shots, people. Well, maybe that's You know what
2: I like betting on? I like betting on – I've stopped, Tyler. I've stopped betting on total shots. I'm more a fan of player shots.
0: Yeah, I like player shots.
2: I think those are more fun because then you're cheering for a guy to succeed as opposed to, you know, just hoping for a bunch of whatever. Yeah. Like you said, if there's – two, if, I would be bummed out right now watching that game if I bet the over on shots, seeing that there's only two and being like, oh, well, the next 40-whatever minutes of my life yeah, are wasted.
0: Yeah, it's a write-off, yep. Yeah.
2: But if you do player shots, then there's still there's still plenty of time.
0: And with player shots, nothing gets you going more than, like, say you pick Nathan McKinnon, and it's an Avs power play, and he fires three off in, like, 15 seconds, and
2: it's just like, oh, fuck yeah, that over is being crushed easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, and that's how I turned into a degenerate that lost a chunk of my nut this past week.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, you lost of-
2: a of or testicle? That's right. Now I've only got two and a half.
1: Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like a basket of grapes.
0: We'll yep. talk we'll talk more betting in about 15 20 minutes yeah. with Scott Hastings from Odd Shark. So we'll table the betting talk for now and uh... previously on Big Brother. So oh, I'm excited. I I want to start with this. I am very happy with who got evicted on Thursday. Um spoiler alert for those who maybe aren't caught up. Maybe skip ahead a few minutes here, but uh, the, I I thought she was just so bland and vanilla and like generally shitty at the game. So I was happy to see her go.
2: I'm still at the phase, so I'm, I'm fairly new back into the Big Brother world. I think I'm four years in now after a wide, wide gap. I watched probably the first three 15 year gap and then the last four kind of thing. So I don't know who most of these people are. So I'm still learning names and shit. The thing that bothers me about early weeks in Big Brother is that one, I just wish that they would get to making big swings already. I like the safety sweet angle. That makes it fun. That's cool. But like I think that there's we're still in the part where everybody's too nice to each other. I'm looking forward to the when they start getting angry and conniving and backstabbing. That's the Big Brother Island.
3: That's the best. But it's got to it's got to like warm up to that because you don't you can't play your cards too early, right? You yeah. can't be a threat too early. You know, you can't put a target on yourself because you could just be easily gone next the next week. So you got it's, it's always kind of got us going to Run or walk before you run situation, but yeah, it was Kesha. Keisha. Keisha, Keisha. I, I I watched the season she was in and I didn't remember her. And I feel terrible to say that because uh, she I mean, was like, I she was in a memorable season because it was when I think it was the first season of Mr. Pectacular. Um, really? but uh, but anyways, yeah, whatever. I was, I was, whatever. Um, who is the other David? Is that the guy's name? No, no, not David.
0: Um, Kevin, who was that? Kevin, he's also guy, really terrible at this game. He's,
3: but he, he's very terrible. He, but that guy's self destructs. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's emotional. Like everyone, like the the side of the house. Like, yeah, I would rather like like um, Cody and them thinking that like, we, we we can work with Kevin. Like, Kevin, I think will sell you down the river in one second. So yeah. I I don't know where they get the vibes there that um, he's to be trusted because he, he's just breaking down in front of everyone. So if he goes that hysteric, you don't know what he's gonna say or divulge. So. He to to me is more of a wild card, but I think if they're doing it to take a number away from Janelle, then that's fine. So I'm really interested in in Janelle because she's a legend and I never got to see her play because I came in late into Big Brother after uh, Evil Dick was my first season, season eight. So I've only heard about her, so I want to see her in action. And I know she's lying low and I really like that uh, uh, Kaser guy. Uh, he's, he, he's a walking super, super, commuter. he is smart, that guy. So, I'm interested to see how, how that plays out. But, um, what I, what the vibe I'm getting, uh, right now is so, did, did, so, Bagbo, you would not have seen the season when Dan Giesling won and he formed the, the, the Renegade Alliance with Memphis, right?
2: No, so, like, all that stuff, I don't know okay. about.
3: Okay. So, essentially, here's my take Memphis basic, or, um, Dan, Partnered up with Memphis, but Memphis was like a non-event. Like he didn't win competitions; he was just kind of around. But he, but he, but Dan brought him as a as a two guy as his uh, ride or die uh, two man alliance uh, or final two alliance uh to the end. And Dan clearly won because he was the only one doing anything versus Memphis. So I feel like Memphis has got some like he's like trying to overcompensate this season because I think he realized he wasn't a factor. And now he's trying to be like this like bravado, like stern der- like trying to tell people what to do. And I think that's gonna blow up uh very soon because he's going around and trying to tell people what to do very early on. And I think it's all because he's trying to like make up for uh how he was or perceived in his first go, Big Brother.
2: Well, yeah, like last night he's going around telling everybody to play the safety suite and then when they're in the diary room themselves, everybody knew what he was doing. So yeah. he was trying to be all sneaky or whatever. And everybody's like, no man, you just don't want anybody to be able to play next week. So no. And uh, yeah, I just, I find that for a guy who, again, I don't know him cause I didn't watch that season. I find him to be a terrible liar for a guy that got to the final two. I found that to be surprising. Well,
3: it just tells you that he got brought to the final two. Yeah.
2: Isn't yeah, one yeah. of the, isn't He's one over.
3: The, he's over big. But he's 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 playing way too hard right now. He's got a short shelf life. Isn't one of the girls this year? Isn't this like her fourth season in the house?
2: Yeah, that's Janelle. Is it Janelle's
0: yeah. third or fourth? Fourth. Oh yeah. wow.
3: Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. Won that. it once, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, she didn't. She like won it once, came in second once, and then did shitty once. And this is her fourth. She did shitty in the All Star, I think, or something, but imagine
1: that like a fourth time you want to go back
2: yeah Yeah, and like i was reading about her as well it had been her last season was big brother 14 so it's been a minute since she's been there as well
3: do you oh yeah i have seen her play then she was short she was short-lived though it was like house captains and
0: boogie was in yeah okay Yeah, yeah i remember that season too
2: what i well first of all does everybody have a horse so far? Or is it still too early? Because I'm already, I'm on team, are you I'm well, on team Tyler?
3: you got to love the Meow Meow. The Meow Meow is just, the Meow Meow, once again, he thinks he's the mastermind. He's yeah. going to get drug along just because he's a good guy, but he gets the minute the host decides he's gone, he's not going to be able to defend that. But this like, show yeah, is all I about weird ass personalities and Meow Meow is
2: gold. Oh, so I
3: love the Meow Meow. Every show. Meow meow. I have what, no what idea is what, what is to the, say.
2: What's the context behind that nickname?
3: He called himself that the first time he was on it. Like I, th- I just think that's his, like <laughs> personal nickname for himself. I right. every <laughs> single thing that guy talks about, he's like he's like Josh Brown J. has a name for something that's not what it's called by anybody else. But he also like tries to talk as if everything's from The Godfather too. Like, but like in a lighter tone. Like everything's like a you know a crime syndicate or something. I don't know, but it's just he, he is such an interesting character and mm-hmm. so likable, so yeah. likable. My guy, my guy. I'm sticking with them if, if they. I, I I know they're onto him, but, but I'm 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 uh uh, Caser. I like that guy. I don't know why. He just he just. I think he know. I he just he knows how to play. I think.
2: Well, even going back to last week when uh, Cody was the Hoh, Kaser did not buy his bullshit logic about just getting to know people as well. He went straight for the safety sweep.
3: That's the thing. He went in for an assessment and like had just, like, a general conversation. It was like, okay, this guy's lying. I'm in danger. And then acted. So, like, I think him and Janelle, like, because they've worked, I think they've got a history together. Like, that's why I'm interested in those two together to see what they can do. Because the house has already targeted them. So, I want to see if they can kind of, like, rise from that. The game within the game that I'm enjoying online, bag Milk is Swaggy P. Yes, okay. Half tweeting about his gal in the house. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: And half flexing about how rich he is.
0: He's rich now?
3: <laughs> he claims to be. And the other day, apropos of nothing, <laughs> he replied to some guy's tweet and was like, They're like, I bought a Tesla cash and they still did a credit check. And like, Swaggy P grabs this tweet and replies, like, Not true. I bought a Tesla cash six months ago and now I didn't have any credit check. And this is like during a Big Brother episode.
0: <laughs> the guy knows the that. business. The guy's trying to grow his brand. Swaggy, yeah, what know. about you right it's, now,
3: Swaggy? It's Swaggy C.
0: Oh yeah, you're right. Swaggy P is a rapper. Swaggy P played for the L.A. Lakers. Really? Didn't he? Isn't oh, my the, nickname, I suppose. Wasn't that the nickname of uh, Nick Young? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's Nick, why I, I like I, Swaggy. I feel like Ty- sorry. He's also his other nickname listed is Bean Burrito.
3: Oh, oh I love isn't me, uh, isn't your words of friends hang, handle Swaggy P? Yeah, Bean Burrito.
0: Bean Burrito.
2: I still like Tyler. I like his, he's he's so casual. He's already doing his thing that he did the last time he was on where he's making deals with absolutely but everybody. Didn't
3: blow that's what killed him last time. He said he wouldn't do it. And then he went
0: and did it in like seven days. And he was in the DR and he just shrugged. He was like, fuck, what am I going to do? You can't say no when someone sits you down and is like, let's do this final two. You're not going to be like, actually, I'm okay.
3: <laughs> it's yeah, amazing. I think- but like, but I wonder if he's the only one where people are just like, it's like a revolving door. of People want to work with him. Maybe he's just that <laughs> likable.
0: Well, and well, it's and happening that's what with I wonder, Cody, too. Seems too. Cody's in, like, six alliances, man. Everyone seems to be wanting to, like, cut final twos with Cody. And he's, you know, in tight with Memphis. He's in tight with uh, Enzo. He's in tight with Nicole. Like, he, it's going to be fascinating to see which one of them gets found out. Because I think one of them is going to go real deep. And the other one, their game's just going to blow up. They're going to go a little bit too far with all these alliances.
2: Well, that's my favorite part about early season Big Brother is they all set up these hilarious alliances. Yeah, these elaborate plans. And they always just erupt with one person saying the wrong thing to the wrong person. And that's my favorite part about setting up all these alliances early is because you know they're going to blow up. But it's never going to go well. And that's You know I'm who I'm I do for.
3: enjoy who's changed a lot since she was on the show is Nicole. Uh,
2: which one? The winner, Nicole? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, this is what her third time on. Yeah, See, yeah, no
3: second, so. no third, third. What? Yeah. No, Nicole that yeah, yeah. like did the cha cha by her ears when she won the one fucking comp. No, it's her second time only in this. So nope. Nicole asked, by her
0: ears. She did the first
3: season I, where if she. If this had is a, a video showmans. podcast, it'd be funny. I could show a clip. Ah, um, oh. so
2: no,
3: Nicole, this is her
2: third. Yeah, Nicole asked the blonde that this is her third. She's on sixteen one eighteen, and now she's back here. You just have to realize. go through and remember
0: all of the showmances she had because she had one in every season. The first one she was on was like the long-haired skater kind of dude who she had a showmance with.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Not that Nicole. The other
0: Nicole. That wears oh, Nicole A. Oh, yeah. her. Oh, she is nominated. Yeah. And this is her second time. Yeah, oh, this is yeah. Second. yeah she was on last year. Yeah. yeah. she
3: Last year when she came in the house, she was like super quiet and never said shit. And then when they did like her pre-show
2: bio, yeah, she like, she's a I a podcast. I'm super out. I wonder, though, I thought it was interesting, uh, like the nominations from last night. Again, like Tyler said, if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. But Memphis nominated David last night and took a shot directly at him for being the new guy on the block. I thought that was funny. New guy? What do you mean? I didn't see it. So David was the first out last season. Yeah, yeah. He didn't even get to play yet. He was still in the house for that bit because they had that battle back thing in that yeah. like room or
3: whatever. Camp Comeback.
2: And he come lost back that kid. come Comeback. And so they brought him back this year on All Stars, which I found hilarious because how deep was the list for him to get on it? But that's another point entirely. But then last night, Memphis did his nominations. He's like, well, you're the new guy. Let's see what you can do, kind of thing. And uh, I just thought it was interesting because he's got an uphill battle because everybody. On the very first episode, kind of knew who each other were, and they were being like, Oh, yeah, I remember you from there, or they just knew each other already. But he's the only one that doesn't have that.
0: Yeah.
3: But, yeah, but like, there's, 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 there's such a delta between like Memphis and some of the new players, anyway. So they, they, they would know of each other, but like, they wouldn't probably have much contact. The thing with David is like, I, I, I think he manifests this because he talks that he's going to be the first guy out in like seconds within him moving, walking into the house. Like, both seasons. Like, I don't know. He doesn't play a social game. He's like, oh, I don't even talk to him, so I know I'm going to go up. Like, well, then why don't you go talk to him so you don't go up? Like, why don't you try? You say you're, you're going to try. Like, I, th- I think he kind of just, like, sets the stage for himself to be an early target. Because yeah, is that, not- the, is that the camp kind of comeback way, Jay? No. That is not the camp comeback way. That is way. not the camp comeback way. you got to fucking buck your ass until you have those conversations. That's right. Social is so your social game is so important at the beginning. So important. Anyway. CJ, is that was that? No, Casey. Do you remember when Casey in her season just decided with like eight weeks left to never lose another competition? Yeah, she won <laughs>
0: basically everything. She was the that, probably that's a the, good time to start trying.
3: I, I thought Mickey was going to be on the show from last season instead no. of Nicole, but I think he was Ooh. too controversial. But yeah, he got yeah. too much hate. Yeah, when Casey like. Mickey's performances to me is about as dominant as I've ever seen anyone be. Except Casey. Casey's the most athletic person I swear in the history of the show. She is yeah, a she great athlete. She yeah. was
1: great. I, remember I, the one where they have to
3: like go buy the, the comic books and they have to hold themselves on the like the yeah, yeah. That's like one of the most physical competitions they have. And I just remember like she destroyed everybody for speed like she,
2: like i wonder why she isn't on it or a guy that i i mean i know casey's about on it, with. isn't she? No. no no like the guy another guy that i'm wondering where is he is why is paul not on this season
3: uh he had a bunch of shit happen off like out of the show
2: oh really because like all i can ah that's too bad because all i can think about is he went final two back-to-back years lost both times he seems like an obvious one
0: yeah well that second that second time he went to the finals though that was such a weird ass season that was the one where Nicole F came back again and remember all the newbies just loved Paul like he never went on the block he never had to even sweat a little bit all the newbies just fucking loved him
3: yeah he was like they like starstruck by him
0: yeah you're just doing up friendship yeah yep.
2: friendship for everybody I oh, liked well.
0: him his first season I didn't like him his second season i i if had
1: you were on Big brother that. your Amtrak, what would be your strategy? what would you try to do?
0: Um, like the, the part of me that has watched the show a lot would know that my strategy should be to like lay very low, play a good social game, pick your competitions very carefully that you actually bust your ass and try in. Trying. But the competitive and like nervous paranoid side of me would go out and try to win every single competition. <laughs> like that would just be my strategy. I try to win every single competition. I try to keep as good of a social game as possible, not getting fights or anything like that. But I know, but you'd like,
3: pass eventually, right? At yeah, some Yeah,
0: eventually, I would lose my shit on someone, um, especially, <laughs> especially if I was winning HOHS. Like, if I had two or three HOHS under my belt and someone was pissing me off, eventually, like, super I would, arrogant, I wouldn't fight them, but I'd be given, yeah, like the arrogant backhanded kind of nomination speeches and shit. Like that, that'd be me, one hundred percent.
3: I can see the minute you had had a household, your enemies, you'd be like, light them up. Yeah, They'd one come- it would
2: be your strategy.
3: My strategy if I was in big brother would try to be to have a personal connection with every single player. And just try to be like, you know how sometimes on seasons, like Cliff, right?
1: Yeah, Cliff's great.
3: Cliff, everybody loved Cliff. And everybody loved Cliff, not because he was playing a game or anything like that. Cliff was just like a genuinely good human being and it came through in the show. I am not genuinely a good human being, but I would pretend to be one and go all the way to final two. And they'd just be like, that one, yeah, he's so nice. He makes everyone breakfast every morning. And I'd be like, that's the way we do it on the ranch back home. But there is no ranch because it's all <laughs> fake.
0: So you just make up shit about yourself to sound more likable? Super friends. All fake. When you get out,
3: they're like, what do you mean he doesn't have three kids? What do you mean he wasn't born in you know on a military base in Germany? All of that was fake. And I'm like, Kaiser, so the bitch.
2: I was just going to say it
3: all unravels like the end of a Usual Suspects. And then I pull my mask off in the finale to reveal I'm Julie Chen. Oh, I know, right? And then they're like, the end, best season ever. And I'm like, whatever.
0: Wow. Oh, yeah. That's how I'd play Big Brother. If as Julie, Julie Chen, Chen actually in that, went in to do a season as Julie Chen, would anyone get her out?
3: You would find out quickly who Julie Chen really is. I like snarky
2: Julie Chen.
0: Yeah. Julie Chen now is a lot,
3: if you watch some of the older seasons, She's a lot more, um, like, loose and, like, giggly and shit. Before, she was very robotic. She'll give house guests, very, like,
0: fucking, she'll talk back to them and shit. Like, it's hilarious. Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I love Julia. I, I love, love Julie Chen. Like, she's. I love when she gives them shit and stuff. Uh,
2: Even just when yeah. they come up with some of the highlights from past seasons that some of these players, because it's the All-Star season, have been on, she's also immortal, as far as I can tell. Oh, yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. All that changes is her hairstyle and her outfits. Oh,
2: yeah, she's yep. got to maintain the trends, man. Yep. Unbelievable. Oh, who's right. you, who's your horse, Jay? Who
3: would you? Jay, how would you play Big Brother? I I, I would I, like similar to you with with less lying. Um, just really focused, <laughs> really focused. With less lying. With well, less all right. lying. You don't want well, <laughs> to meet my kids. I mean, by all means, fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, strong social. I like I, I would fight the urge to try to compete. Not saying that I would win everything, but I'd probably I could have a chance in some of these things. Try to delay the release of that, similar to Casey. Mark. I Mark. think just if you're just if you're just working the room and just being a good person for uh and just try to come off as like happy-go-lucky and not the biggest thing is you just can't appear as a threat. Let the let the people that want to be alphas so bad be alphas and draw all that fucking attention first, and then just quietly take notes and then systematically take them out when it's time.
0: I think that's where I, I might be okay if you threw me into like an actual season of Big Brother because I'm like baby-faced and fairly innocent looking, I think. I don't. I think people would be like, eh, he probably can't do anything because he's like 22 and looks like he's 8.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That's why I like K- uh, Kaser because I just think he's honestly just analyzing
3: and he's putting together a fucking plan the minute he can act action it. Right now he's still in his discovery phase, like... That whole interaction with Cody, I was just like, "Holy shit! Like, how did you get that? Like, that's where I'm. I'm not at his level. Like, I w- I wouldn't have that conversation with Cody and not feel like feel like I was an imminent danger. Where he's just like, "Nope." This is like, you know, this, it, 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 the way he can read uh, see read people is amazing.
1: So, so isn't it I'm be sure Amazing
3: for- to have a one on one with Cody if you're in the show, Jay. And you sit down with him and you're building trust up, and you're like, "Oh, you have a brother Cody named Walt. I have a brother named Walt too." And you tell him all this stuff about your brother named Walt. And then one day, when you get him evicted and he's on his way out with his duffel bag, you lean in and you say in his ear, There is no Walt. Well, that's great television. Unbelievable. It's just, everything you thing, tell everyone to like though. The thing is, it's great television if you can keep it up. If you've got like 10 lies on the go, it's tell everyone to the juggle, juggle everything. Tell, then well, everybody gets to hear about your brother, Walt, after that.
2: Yeah, I like okay. this. I think I would want to go. I, I think I would want to go full sociopath. It's and nobody mode. knows who
3: I am. It's Kaiser sose mode. That's the way you do it. because then you're fluid, you can be anything you need to be. Then you've got to make sure like, you are dialed that? in. Like you've got to be in lie mode at all times. So because the minute they catch you off guard, and if it's just as simple as lying about someone named Walt that has nothing <laughs> to do with the game, you're gone. Of
2: course, like Walt's my big brother. He's a studying, good man. I told you about line his line club up. foot, and then you kick him out. You're like. He doesn't have a club foot. Yeah, it's like on your on the exit interviews, like when they're like, Do you mm-hmm. want to see your goodbye messages? And then there's Wanye and like, Yeah, there is no Walt. Yeah, they're following things of my life. I realized, I. And then they're like, Who were we in the house with for ninety days? <laughs> and then you never come back.
0: You never do like the reunion parties or anything like that. Like you're just never to be seen. You should do that actually, Wanye. Go on the show <laughs> as your government name and all of that. Make up all yeah. of this shit. And then never show up to the reunions and no one would ever know who you are. Don't you think that just means
3: a fucking all time best playing Big Brother is the kind of <laughs> You can pull it off. Like I'm just saying, you're setting yourself a minefield all throughout the house And if you fucking are just not paying attention for one second, boom. If you had you're nothing gone. if you had nothing else to think about but Big Brother, like you literally couldn't think about anything outside of the house because you can't do anything about it. You could spin a Kaiser Sose tale. I I don't know. I think it'd be I funny. think you could. Well, there's been mild versions of that where people <laughs> lie about what like are. Yeah. oh, but like when you lie Jobs to are. somebody, right? If you say like Janelle, you're such a bitch, and then you're like I never said that about her, you'll get caught, right? Yeah. But who's made up fictitious bio shit? Derek Outside won a of season. Doing occupation? It. Yeah, but what? it's just about his occupation.
0: Yeah. Um, he was
3: a, he was essentially a detective and uh he told everyone he was like a teacher or something. Oh, he's, he's a police a... detective? Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. And he and he systematically won he, he won the game because and he never got nominated once. Is he that kind of nerdy looking little guy?
0: No, no, no. This uh, from the past no. season. This is Derek. The big he was the big guy that won the season. He went all the way to the final with Cody. Who was
3: the guy this year in the in the intro bio was wearing like a little dress shirt and kind Ian. of like brown hair? Yeah, the guy that Ian. beat Ian.
0: Dan. Yeah, that's right. He's funny. Um uh, Fuck. Oh man, I had something else to say. Now I totally blanked on it. All right, it'd be Hi, great. It'd be, oh yeah, it was about that. It'd be great if you went into the Big Brother Canada house, one yeah, and the whole time we have to like spin lies on this podcast about where you are and why you aren't doing the show. Big Brother Canada. I wonder if it's ever going to come back. It's coming back. It is coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're, actually, not, they're, they're coming back. Arissa Cox is going to be the new executive producer. Actually,
3: who's the new host?
0: She's also going to host and executive producer.
3: Oh,
0: God. Oh, wow. She's going full Ryan Seacrest. Oh, absolutely. All
3: right.
0: As I do, guys, I'm going to spin this back to sports. Actually, I wonder if, do you think Scott Hastings uh, watches Big Brother? Let's
3: ask him, see if there's any
0: odds. Yeah, I'd love some odds on this. I need some action. Scott Hastings. (laughs) One sec. Adding him into the call from Odd Shark. Odd Shark is the number one spot to get your sports gambling information, whether you're a newbie or. You've been betting for years, and you just want to find another edge. You need to head to Oddshark. Their commercials are hilarious as well. And here is Scott Hastings from Oddshark joining us on the show. Scott, are you a fan of the reality TV show Big Brother?
1: It's not bad. It's not bad. It it can be watched sparingly. Like, I couldn't binge a whole season in a weekend or something like that. But the odd episode here and there, yeah. All
0: right. We just spent the last 20 minutes of our sports podcast talking about it. Um, Is there a betting market for reality TV shows? Like, that exists, right?
1: Yeah, I actually wrote the article on Survivor, which was in the spring, and surprisingly got a, a little bit of traction there. And uh, uh, Bodog Bovada just released odds on this year's Big Brother. So there you go. Oh, man. Oh.
0: We should hold uh, Googling should that Right yeah.
1: now. Bovada yeah, I, account setting up. I <laughs> think I saw it. What is it Davon? I think she's the betting favorite. Right really? Now. really? Really? Really. Oh, I wouldn't have seen that one coming.
0: Yeah,
3: holy is,
1: shit, Scott, you were plugged in, my friend. I wonder so if
0: there might be good value in here now. Anyways, um,
1: I'm I'm planning on writing that article later this week, so stay tuned, there. <laughs> oh,
0: share with us. We'll push it out through real life because we love there Big you brother. Go. Next yeah. Monday, we'll be chatting about it. Uh, <laughs> We were talking a little bit earlier in the podcast before we got sidetracked with reality TV. Huh? Us being a bunch of Oilers fans, we we're talking a bit about like hate watching the Calgary Flames series and like rooting for the Dallas Stars, but really only because you want to see the Flames lose. As a Leafs fan, are you hate watching any series right now? Like, are you watching that Philly series and being like, just beat the piss out of them, Philadelphia?
1: I don't. I don't know because I, I sort of. I, not really in that series. A little bit in the Tampa Bay-Columbus because okay. uh, the Jackets, uh, I don't know, they're just so scrappy. I, I you got to love them for that aspect, but it's also like they took out the Leafs. I don't think they're the better team. I don't think they're the better team than Tampa Bay either, but man, they play hard. As far as Montreal, they were a team that I just assumed was going to be in the basement this year. So I almost root for them as an an underdog. It's sort of very odd. I I don't actually root for them, but it's a part of me that's like, hey, if they win this series, good on them. Like they don't really have much going on. Yeah. They're just playing as a good unit, and Shea Weber, what a stud! Oh yeah.
3: You know, we could have had Shea Weber. There was a trade on the table at the uh, draft: uh, Taylor Hall for Shea Weber.
0: Who? Now, man, wouldn't that have shaken <laughs> up a couple of the, those franchises? Hey, would that would now, that have been? We probably wouldn't David? have got we. Yeah, would have previously so we wouldn't have got Connor McDavid, uh, so
3: yes, we have to always remember that.
0: Ah, uh, Scott, looking at a couple of these series, Islanders up three nothing on the Caps, Blues are down to the Canucks. Those are kind of the two I have labeled as big surprises. Uh from your perspective, and maybe even from the perspective of the sports books, which one of those series would be the biggest upset?
1: Yeah, I think the Canucks, but that was one that I picked last week. I I like the Canucks there, and now. Jordan Bennington, he appears to be yeah. gone. I said that right from the get-go, that I didn't trust him. He broke into the league late. He caught a little fire last year, rolled off, won the Stanley Cup. But I don't know. I didn't trust him. Jake Allen, maybe this is his time to shine, but uh, you know, go back to his world junior date. He was a stud then, but he hasn't been fine form in his NHL career. So I don't know. St. Louis is just sort of floundering, in my opinion. Uh, the big one for me, though, is the Caps down 3-0 to the Islanders. That's, uh, oh. you know, a little Barry Trotz revenge against the Caps after winning the Cup. I sort of like that one, but uh, you know, that one's the one that's really surprising me is the Islanders. Again, another scrappy team, much like Columbus, but I I figured Washington had the firepower to get What through. was that
3: paying the the Islanders before the series started?
1: Ooh, I, you know, think, I think they were in around the plus-160 range. So dollar sixty for every dollar you lay.
0: Can you imagine wow. if you now, would bet on them on the series spread, like one and a half games or something like that? You probably would have been looking at like what plus yeah. two fifty or something like
1: that. Oh, easily, easily, or or even the, the sweep. I think oh. for them to complete the sweep, it was in around the plus eight hundred range. Damn. So wow, yeah, not not a bad payday if you know. They're getting it done,
3: Islanders. I think you know if they can dust off the caps, which it really looks like they will. They're I think they're poised to go deep.
1: It's, it's interesting because that was a team that was out of the playoffs. Yeah. It, at the time of the, uh, if they had done by points, not percentage, they wouldn't have made the playoffs, but they had a ton of injuries from December onwards. And that's, they, that's right when they plummeted. Of course, now they're healthy and geez, this is a team. They played Barry Trotz's system and that's it's a tough team to play against.
0: It's that Mitch Korn goalie coach voodoo magic again, man. That guy <laughs> yes, has great. saved like six or seven careers at this point. It's insane.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, we were talking a little bit earlier. So, obviously, for some of the new betters that might be listening, you can obviously pick the winner straight up. There's a spread of usually a goal and a half, there's over under as well. What are some other props out there that are available for NHL games? Like, what are some of the more popular ones?
1: Yep. So you can do all of those what you just mentioned—the mm-hmm. puck line, which is which is the spread of a goal and a half—you um, can pick the straight-up winner, totals, and all that. You can do that for every single period, um, which is intriguing to some people that can't wait three periods—they <laughs> uh, want to get their fix on with that <laughs> um, know- first first. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, the Blackhawks—I believe it was last year—to start the season had gone over in the first period the first 20 games of the season it was ridiculous run so you can find some interesting trends there that are I'm not really for the the quarter betters for NBA or period betters but some people are right into them and, and they have success uh, I like a little bit of player props uh, one of the ones that I rode hard in the season was Austin Matthews over three and a half shots and it, it hit in like 37 of 47 games it was just Absolutely lightning, and it, it came in around minus one hundred and fifty. So it wasn't wasn't a huge value play, but if it's going to hit, I'm going to take it. Um, one of the ones I was looking at for uh, the Boston Carolina series is uh, Brad Marchand versus Sebastian Aho. Aho, who's going to get more points? And so it comes in at uh, Aho is about plus one hundred and fifty. Brad Marchand plus one twenty five. Or a tie is about 135. Marshawn's got two points in every game this series. They're shutting down Ajo's line because that's what Boston does. It's a good play on Brad Marshawn at a uh, dollar and a quarter for every dollar you lay.
3: You so mean- the game again, the Vegas game against Calgary yesterday,
0: Chicago.
3: Or sorry, Chicago, sorry. I look after the first period. I'm doing, I look at the shots. It was like 20 to 5 in the first period. And Vegas is losing one nothing. And I'm like, okay, well this is just the math is at some point gonna tilt the other way and I jump in heavy on a live bet for Vegas to come back and win because there was good value. Now what do you call that when the math does not, you know, necessarily fall on your side and Vegas outshoots uh, Chicago two to one, shells their goalie and still loses the game. Is that just yeah. a bad beat? So that's, yeah, that was, was just- like guaranteed money
1: yeah yeah well you know we've seen this plenty of times where a goalie just sort of gets in that groove. you also got to look at where those shots are coming from because i don't care if you pepper my goalie from outside that home plate situation that they always draw up on the broadcast so you're like oh, okay yeah those are high danger shots but uh you know so you gotta look you gotta include that part but sometimes it's just yeah it's it's bad luck like you say you our team is just absolutely peppering the other goalie. All momentum is in there. Every faceoff is in the offensive zone, and they just can't get it past the goalie. That It happens.
3: I'm not going to let it discourage me. If I see that same circumstance again, I'm going to jump in heavy again because I think, uh, you know, in, in a big sample size, you're going to win more than you lose.
1: It's especially if you can get that at a half-decent odds. Mm-hmm. At one nothing. Were they paying plus money at that point? Yep. Okay, yeah, I would have paid with that too. That's good. It's a good eye. It just didn't play out for you. That
0: that yeah. that's something a quote unquote good better will do, though, right? Like you you have an instance like that where Jay loses the bet, but I mean you're still taking that ten times out of ten because even though you're if it, even if it's a, especially if it's a plus money bet, you're not going to hit them yep. all. But as long as you're hitting the majority, you're coming out ahead.
1: Yeah, that's right. Like a successful better pregame on a spread because that's that's a typical bet for NBA NFL betters are much higher than uh, NHL betting. Just the American market and whatnot. Uh, people love their football and basketball. So, in, using that, it's usually a minus one ten either side on a spread. If you hit about fifty five percent of your bets, you're a profitable better. So, just put that in perspective. Yeah, just about half the time, if you can hit your spread, you're a profitable better. There's a lot of not profitable bettors out there, though.
0: And that's why Vegas has so much money. Yeah, uh, <laughs> one more <laughs> one more hockey one for you, Scott. Uh, looking sure. at some of the series right now. Uh, the series prices are always adjusting based on who wins games is something we talked about last week. Is there one series out there right now where you're looking at the series price, maybe the team's down 2-1, maybe the series is tied 2-2 like it is in Calgary, Dallas. Is there a series price out there right now that you look at and go, that's the best value?
1: Yeah, I think the the ones that would really stand out to me is uh, Columbus. I don't know what they got in. I don't know what they're doing, but they're just so scrappy and to get them at plus money, I I don't know what it is. They they matched up well against Tampa last year, swept them. They beat the Leafs, a very similar style of game. So Columbus as a plus money is a very intriguing one.
2: And if you were big
1: on the Blues to begin with, and you think that they can uh, shake off the rust, go with Jake Allen, start rolling, that top line started to click there yeah. uh, in in that last game. So that's yesterday, I suppose it was. So, if you think the Blues can make a comeback, they're all also offering plus money. So, that could be another one to hop on.
3: Well, St. Louis is interesting because they that's a, that was a huge win for them yesterday. And they're playing less than 21 hours after mm-hmm. that. Like That momentum might still be fresh and with them going into that next game. So, that might be one that's worth
1: looking at, actually. The, the one thing I wonder about that, though, is Jake Allen hasn't played back-to-back games. Or, like, back-to-back days. Since like three seasons ago so I'm just very curious on what you're going to get out of that um, I don't know that series is really intriguing I thought Vancouver would win it but it, it could come down that could be a game seven no problem
0: yeah that'd be unreal uh, the last one for you I saw you were tweeting out some UFC picks on the weekend uh, you mentioned you know NFL NBA are kind of the top of the popularity there NHL lower I'd imagine baseball is probably somewhere in the middle where does UFC kind of rank in terms of popularity on the betting market
1: yeah, so we actually got some numbers, uh, from one of the sports specs, sports books today. And, uh, UFC, I believe was third on the list behind MLB, NBA. Then it was UFC and then NHL, I think was the top four. Um, so it, it, it's sort of dependent on the card. Of course, this past weekend was a pay-per-view. So that'll be rated a little higher. Of course, if Connor McGregor, uh, is, is in action, he, the numbers go through the roof. But if you're just talking a typical fight night like we're going to have this weekend, it's going to be sort of mid-range, lower behind the, the big four.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Well, uh, unless one of the other two have anything else to say, Scott, I really appreciate your time as always, man. Enjoying doing these chats. Look forward to a week from today.
1: Excellent. Should be some shake-ups in the series. Enjoy. Oh, oh, yeah.
0: yeah. See you, Scott. Take, Take care, you, Scott. All right, there you go. That's Scott Hastings from Odd Shark. Absolute beauty helping us smarter, helping us make some money here as well. Hopefully, I need a I need a good week here. I need a real strong week. I'm hoping for a bounce back after a tough, tough weekend. Uh, Jay, Bag Milk, guys. Anything?
2: Well, I was just, you know, I was just kind of sitting there listening through that segment because I'm the new better on the podcast here. Mm-hmm. Uh D gen Bag Milk in in full effect. So it was just it was just kind of interesting to hear some of the uh you know, some of the insights from somebody who knows what you're talking about, right? Like, I'm a uh, very much bet with your hearts kind of guy. Uh, I hammered Dallas on a regulation win yesterday. Obviously, I lost that one. Ah. But you know what? It, it, it definitely adds a different layer to watching sports, doesn't it?
3: Oh, yeah. oh 100%. And it's,
2: uh, it's, trying to figure out. So what I was doing for a minute during the play-in series that was actually working for me is I was just betting on regulation wins. Because a lot of those series, everybody was plus money on both sides to win. So I looked it up and there's something like 78% of playoff games since for the last 15 years end in regulation. So that was my strategy and it worked okay. But now that everything's flipped a little bit and it's not everybody's plus money, I can't do that anymore.
0: Yeah, like you are starting to get Vegas won't be plus money. Colorado wasn't plus money today either. That's when I get a little bit more tempted to take the puck line, which can be absolutely heartbreaking. At times, but sometimes the puck See, what line, is the puck
2: line? I don't even know what that means. So they win bet, by
0: two. Yeah, you're betting on them to win by at least two.
1: Oh,
2: okay.
0: So, like, you're basically... But it plays on, juicy, juicy, juicy odds sometimes. Yeah.
2: Well, because sometimes I'm looking at... You know what? Even just... It'd be fun just to kind of bet on the score sometimes because if you ever hit a correct score, the money on those is obnoxious. Oh, now, yeah. Obviously the,
3: you're, yeah but, obviously,
2: the chance you're of doing a different it game is... There. Well, yeah, that's full, That's when I go full DJ general bag milk, and then you guys won't see me for a little while. You know what I mean?
0: I think the play with that would be to do some research. Like, if you know, for example, the Oilers, you watch them all year, you study them closely. If you know, like, hey, man, they're winning a lot of games this year, either 4-2 or 5-3. Then every game, if you just go put, like, a quarter of a unit on those two scores, maybe by the end of the year, you would come out a bit ahead. I don't know. Yeah. I
2: also, You know what I also like? I also like betting on uh, guys to score you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, that's,
2: that one's a fun one to me.
3: Yeah, I can get behind that one. It's like, that's that's like, that's like the horse races. You're betting on a horse.
2: Well, yeah, that's just it. And, like, some of these guys, like, I hit a couple of times in the Vancouver series. I bet on Bo Horvat to score one game. I bet on Elias Pettersson to score one game. And it's just kind of like, you get a vibe, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, 100%. percent uh, i wonder you, what the math next. You know what I'm going to ask Scott next week is? For a guy like Ovi, right? If you were to bet, say, just a dollar on him to score every single game, would you come out ahead on that? Because he hits close to 50 every single year.
3: But the odds, right? It's what they pay out, right? So, you know, what are you getting back for that dollar?
0: And how many of them are multi-goal games too, right? So it's not like he's scoring in 50 out of 82 games. He's probably scoring in closer to like 37 out of 82, maybe 40 out of 82. So unless you're getting plus money, that's tough.
3: And you and you probably oh, yeah
0: yeah I don't know yeah that is interesting it though could, it could be a thing you could have found an edge there. Um, I remember one year I did the math uh, when Milan Lucic hadn't scored for like twenty two games he would be <laughs> minus four hundred not to score and if you did something like if you put a hundred bucks on Lucic every single game to just not score and uh, over like the twenty five game stretch where he scored once you still would have actually only made something like four or five hundred bucks and that's risking hundred bucks a game.
2: Do you want to play or do you not?
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really worried about my Carolina to win the
0: cup bet now.
3: I'm nervous. I put a lot of win Yeah,
2: Svetchnikov is out. Edmonton is out.
0: It's a big game here.
2: Uh, There's a lot of big games today.
0: Yep, There's a lot of big games today. The swing games, games four and five, those are the biggest games in the series, right?
3: Yeah. Oh, Tampa's up 2 0.
0: Oh, I'm behind. Damn it, my poor Blue Jackets. Poor Blue Jackets. All right. Well, I'm going to finish watching that game. I'm also going to watch Raptors Nets. A little NBA action for you. I'm fired up for a Raptors playoff run again. Uh, Thanks for giving me an hour of the time, guys. That was fun.
2: Thank you for uh, allowing us to talk about Big Brother on esports podcast. Yeah, and uh, words of friends.
3: I'm going to be playing a words of friends word here in a few moments. Get ready. I'll set the tone.
2: I'm back in the mix as well.
0: Giddy up. As always, the podcast brought to you by Oodle Noodle. We love them very much. Order them on Skip the Dishes. Go in-store because 10% of all proceeds go towards a local charity. And also, we are brought to you by Japa Machinery. Check them out, jappamachinery.com. All your big equipment needs and support local, too. You can eat local and support local for your big machine needs. How about that? Real Life Podcast, episode number
1: 205 is over. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast.